Please remember, while Fuller House is a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Fullest House podcast, where we can dribble a basketball and eat a sandwich at the same time. I'm Harrison Bloom. I'm Zach Horowitz. And I'm Mark Green. Oof. This one went off the rails. <laughs> I feel a bit. like every episode we start with like the same thing where like we introduce ourselves and we're all like, we all just take a deep breath in unison. I know. We need a moment. We need a moment to take it in, to, to soak in the episode. Here's the thing. This episode isn't quite crazy in the way that others are. It's pretty crazy, but it's crazy in a way that, and I think we'll talk about it in a bit, where partway through the episode, I was just like, wow. What happened to this show? (laughs) (laughs) What happened to it? Uh, Like, this isn't the craziest episode that's happened, and it's far from the worst episode we've seen. Yeah. But it was just like partway through, it was like, wow, this was this was a completely different show at the beginning. (laughs) I think I saw like a TikTok a while back about someone just saying, like, fun game to play with your friends. Find any like stupid Netflix series, watch the first episode and the last episode, and wonder how the hell you got from point A to point B. And I feel like even now, after like th- almost three seasons, how the fuck did we get here? Yeah. Yes. I well well let's start at the beginning. It starts out pretty normally. Kimmy is making a Christmas dinner in October because yes. Fernando starts exhibiting symptoms of pregnancy. Whenever Kimmy's been pregnant, which I guess has been the one time. Yeah. Although I don't know, Kimmy. <laughs> Maybe it happens every time he finds out a woman is pregnant. He just cannot go to maternity wards or daycares. I like that they, they set up, you know, you know, DJ's like, hey, Kimmy, it's October. Why are you making a Christmas dinner? And Kimmy says like, well, it's Fernando's favorite. And I, I have to break the news to him that I'm going to be Stephanie's surrogate. So I just want him to be in the best mood possible. And I'm like. Is Fernando going to be angry? Why is he going to be angry? That's a really weird thing to be like jealous and angry about. I know he's a passionate person. And then Kimmy says like, you know, when I was pregnant with Ramona, you know, he had sympathy symptoms so intense. He had nausea and, and swelling ankles. It was crazy. And I'm like, yep, that's Fernando. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fernando 100% gets pregnant when his wife is pregnant. <laughs> That's what I mean in this, in that, like, this episode is crazy, but at this point, all of it is in character. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. It's crazy, yeah. but none of it's surprising in a weird way. It has come around. We have fully accepted the new version of Fullest House, a Fuller House. Yes. <laughs> I make that mistake so often in conversation. I'll be like, yeah, we watched an episode of Fullest House today. No. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, while our podcast is the Fullest House podcast, the two shows are Full House and Fuller House. So Fuller House is the fullest house that exists. That is true. It's the natural progression. Yeah. We yeah. go from Fuller House to Fullest House in podcast form featuring none of the original cast. No. <laughs> that being said, Juan Pablo de Pache, please come on our podcast. As stated in our previous episode, we are related uh, so you kind of have to do it now. <laughs> I, yeah. Zach still doesn't understand how fictional characters work. He he found out that Fernando is if related to a If you die in Horowitz. the game, you die in real life. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> 
classic video game fuller house. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's how it works in video games. So it just it translates over to TV. Zach, you you've you and Harrison have played a lot more video games than I have. When you die in any video game, you do die in real life. Yes, Harrison yes. can confirm. That's why no one ever survives playing Sonic 06. <laughs> I have had to fight my way out of hell many times. Yes. Question. Do you just like die automatically or does someone come and kill you if you die you, in a video game? You die automatically Ooh. and then you go up to like gamer god and you have to explain to them why you died and he will grant you possibly a second chance at life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Kimmy breaks the news to Fernando. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, is it a roller coaster of emotions? Oh boy, because she uses possibly the worst wording you could imagine. Yeah, she refuses to tell Fernando that she is a surrogate. Well, f- first she says, "Fernando, I'm going to be pregnant," and he is overcome with joy. Yeah, this is the best news. Mm-hmm. And then she says, "You're not the father." <laughs> Fernando goes from complete and utter joy to a murderous rage. He's he's literally vibrating in like anger. A random, it's so like good. a random guy walks in and he gets and Fernando just stabs him. It's a whole it's a whole thing. It's this thing we've gotten to with this character where he's just like he's not like big and angry and tough. He's just like kind of vibrating in place in his anger. And <laughs> I'm like a scrappy little guy. Totally works. Totally works for that character. That is a hundred percent Fernando. So he is angry, but he's not angry at Kimmy. Uh he is angry at the scoundrel who Yes, he, I guess he thinks took advantage the of the scoundrel <laughs> whose seed has been implanted inside of his wife. Oh, hey, don't put it like Kimmy that. Then don't says, put it like that. <laughs> That's no. Oh, I was no. trying to find the absolute <laughs> worst words to say. <laughs> you found them, and I think you I found them, Zach. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in a worse mood now than I was a moment ago. <laughs> oh boy! And uh, to which Kimmy then reveals, "No, the father of this baby." is my brother, Jimmy, which <laughs> Fernando is just, he goes from a murderous rage to pure disgust. I, I like, it's one drawn out. Ew. Then she finally explains that she is the surrogate and he's happy about it. And then immediately nauseous. And also yeah. then he, he's craving pickles. Kimmy tells him, hey, Fernando, I'm not pregnant yet. Hey, Fernando. Hey, Fernando, that's not how it works. I'm not pregnant. You idiot. <laughs> Stupid idiot, man. Eating pickles like an idiot. And she says that. <laughs> exactly what she says. She yeah. says that verbatim. And it goes on for like 10 more minutes. It's really harsh. No, they just like cut around to the next thing. And then they cut back. And <laughs> Kimmy is still saying these things to Fernando. <laughs> yeah, that's that's our B-plot for the episode. For a full... For the full 30 minutes of the episode, Kimmy's just verbally abusing Fernando. It's, I know our spinoffs don't usually go in this direction, but what about like a one woman show where it's just Kimmy yelling at Fernando? (laughs) Yes. I like it. I like it. It would go well at like, for like college productions, indie plays. My stupid idiot race car driving husband. (laughs) He doesn't even eat the goose. 
which is prob- probably the biggest lack of a payoff in this episode. <laughs> also, I want to say at one point, Kimmy says, like, I have some news. That's why I made you this Christmas breakfast. And I'm just like, Kimmy, you made a full goose for a breakfast. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And he's having she dinner does say for breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, That's she says breakfast. Weird. You made a full goose for Fernando to eat for breakfast. A full goose. I imagine he just unhinges his jaw. And <laughs> <laughs> just piles it into his yeah. mouth. Like he's in a cartoon. Right down the gullet. Yeah. I don't say gullet enough. I feel like I yeah. don't say gullet enough. It's an underrated word. <laughs> yeah. But Kimmy, sorry, um, no, 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 Steph says to Kimmy, wow, thank you. I wish there was some way I could thank you for doing all of this to me, for me. And uh, Kimmy immediately does have a response, which is we should spend the whole day together. Oh, boy. <laughs> what a recipe. I would have loved if Steph thing. was just like, if there was just something I could do. <laughs> It is funny. It's another thing of like this show at this point has set up everything so well that like, oh, we should spend the day together. Isn't that big of an ask? But we hear it and we're like, Kimmy, are you crazy? You're asking someone to spend the whole day with spending, you? Spending time with a friend is one thing, but spending an entire day with Kimmy Gibbler. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Kimmy Gibbler of Gibbler style party planning. Creator of the Gibbler Gallop. Creator of the Gibbler oh, Gallop. God. Just like so storied and accomplished. Oh my god. <laughs> Known harasser of new kids on the block. <laughs> oh my god. God, what is this show? <laughs> uh, you know, every every time I'm just like eventually reminded of some random thing that happened in an earlier episode, I'm just like. Oh, yeah, that did happen. Oh, yeah, Kimmy did harass the new kids on the block. That was this show and not like a feverish hallucination. Exactly. Like, that's a real thing and not just a fever dream. I love how for us, like, you know, if you if for another show, that would probably be seen as like, like funny, but normal. Like if, we, if you described an It's Always Sunny episode as, oh, they harass the new kids on the block, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. <laughs> for Fuller's, Fuller House, we're like, what the hell? Where did this show go? It's more like the sheer magnitude of everything. Like, speaking of where did this show go, we cut to the next scene and Ramona and Max are hanging out and Jay Money comes in. He's dribbling a basketball and he's eating a sandwich and he says, hey, check it out. At the same time. At the same time. And he goes, hey, check it out. I can dribble this basketball and eat this sandwich at the same time. He is so desperate to find a talent. And uh, Yeah, at that moment, he's so desperate to find a talent. He's so sad. And at that moment, I was just like, Man, what the... This was the moment in this episode where I went, man, what the fuck happened to this show? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, okay. That J-Money can walk in doing that and we're just like, sure. (laughs) To be fair, that is an insane feat of athleticism, especially if you're (laughs) J-Money. Yes, of course. (laughs) Because as we all know, listen, he's a very sad boy. We need to give him... We need to give him one thing. Let him have this one thing. Yeah, they do that for practice in the NBA, right? Yeah, yeah. It teaches dexterity, hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye coordination. Exactly. Like there, you know, if you go to like an NBA practice and it's time for lunch, you'll hear the coach be like, "All right, it, it's time for lunch. Everybody, grab your sandwich and dribble the basketball. You stop dribbling the basketball, you're done. You can't eat unless you dribble in a basketball in the other hand. That's how. That's <laughs> these that's are how good working works. conditions." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, everybody, try out this new talent. Do your job while eating. That way you don't have to take a lunch break. I love how it's just becoming your Stan Lee voice. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jay Money is dribbling his basketball, eating his sandwich, and then... Uh, and then at one point he dribbles the sandwich. Yeah, that's it's the best <laughs> he dribbles thing. the sandwich. Well, um. what happens is he fully throws the sandwich on the ground and yeah. says out loud, "Oh man, I dribbled my sandwich instead of my basketball." <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, in any other show, this would be weird. But this is just a normal Thursday for Jamie. Yeah, it's just like okay, it makes sure. Makes me wonder. If he's so amazed that he was dribbling the basketball while eating the sandwich, how many times has he attempted this, and how quickly did he throw the sandwich on the ground the other times? I'd imagine right away, I'd imagine Jay Money's the kind of person who would have a hard time distinguishing between his right and his left. Yes, um, but like, how do you think it started this time? Do you think, I, I think he was eating lunch, he then went to go play some basketball, he forgot that he still had his sandwich in his hand. And he was just so amazed. And he just started playing basketball. And after 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 like five minutes, went, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the idea that it takes him five minutes to realize that he's been doing this. Of course. As if he could do it for five minutes and not mix up and accidentally throw the sandwich on the ground. <laughs> Apparently, he, he was going for some time without doing it. And then... By the way, we should point out for how proud he is to be able to dribble the basketball and eat the sandwich at the same time. He does almost immediately fuck it up. <laughs> yes. He fails at it. Like, hey guys, check it out. I'm dribbling a basketball and eating a sandwich at the same time. Literally less than two minutes later. Oh man, I dribbled my sandwich instead of my basketball. What a relatable problem. <laughs> Sitcom shenanigans, am I right, guys? He says that. He looks into the camera and says that verbatim. It's like when you're like holding like sunglasses in one hand and yeah. you're like trying to throw something out in your other hand and you drop the sunglasses instead and you're like, no! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My but sandwich. With, but with a sandwich and a basketball, two very yes. similar objects. Yeah. <laughs> but but Max, after he drops the sandwich, Max says, like, oh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, he does have some lot. Oh no! When when J Money comes in and shows them his new talent, Max says, "Wow, you really are special." Uh, not not nice, Max. But not yeah, nice. Max laughs at him after he throws his sandwich into the ground, and so J Money just throws the basketball at Max. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it breaks his iPad or something like that because he gets really mad about it. Yeah, knocks it to the ground at least. I feel like yeah. more of the episode would have focused on the broken the iPad, iPad if yeah. it broke. But then, but speaking of throwing things and breaking them, Max throws the ball at J Money and breaks the ancient Mariner statue. Everybody, no. right? Everybody's favorite prop. Everybody's favorite ancient Mariner. The thing that I've totally noticed the entire time up yeah. until the point. They yes. brought it I, up in this episode. I was aware of it because it was in Full House. I think they did a thing. No, no, no. Joey had a mannequin that always wore what he was wearing in the first season. Oh. Um, Joey Joey lived in that alcove. They didn't have a bedroom for him. Um, 
<laughs> and I think he had a mannequin. Sad, sad life. <laughs> yeah. Joey just like lives. He doesn't have a bedroom, and he has a mannequin that has the exact same clothes as he does. He has two pairs of of all of his clothing, so he can dress up a mannequin like himself every day. Don't forget the third for Mister Woodchuck. <laughs> That's true. It's true. He buys one really small version of the outfit. <laughs> 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 but Mr. Woodchuck deserves a king size bed. <laughs> he does deserve a king size bed, but little clothes. I think regular I think regular size clothes would oh, be too big. Can you big. imagine Mr. Woodchuck in a normal human's clothing? Yes, that would be ridiculous. No, Mr. Woodchuck should wear small human's clothing. <laughs> that's that's serious and refined. Tyler's excellent question I, I is would this episode have been better if j money instead tried to munch on the basketball okay well i've i've done the research on this yes and currently there are no scientific studies that determine the nutritional value of a basketball <laughs> so <laughs> this is all completely theoretical but i believe you know what if you throw your sandwich on the ground i say you improvise Take a nice little bite out of that basketball i still want to see j money just munch on that basketball yeah you cannot prove to me that they have no nutritional value. You cannot. There is no scientific study out there that proves that they have no nutritional value. So in theory, there's no problem with I, it. I do have a follow-up question. Yeah. Yes. If, if, you, if you, do you think you could eat a basketball? You personally, I don't mean a human being. I mean, if someone said, hey, eat this basketball. Like the entire thing? Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe if you like saute it. Okay. Here's the, I feel like you, you take, you take one bite out of it. It's hollow on the inside. It's just air. Yeah. So you take one bite out of it, you get like a giant hole, and it, all of a sudden it becomes like a lot more like deflated and a lot easier to eat. Then you like cook that shit up, and you're good. <laughs> I really, yeah. I really love that Zach's logic is like, oh well, the biggest challenge in eating a basketball is its size. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The surface area. You can't. <laughs> you, you expect me to shove the entire thing in my mouth at once? Not at once. No. No. Do you expect me to no. unhinge my jaw and wrap around it like a goddamn snake? <laughs> do, do I expect you to unhinge your jaw and shove it down your throat like Fernando with a Christmas goose? Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> that you're related to Fernando, you should be able to eat that basketball. Unfortunately, Fernando's on like the really weird like fish salesman side of the family. They got weird genes. Uh, they needed them in order to eat that many. Exactly. Hairs. I really love the implication that Zach... Would have been eating a basketball all this time. The only thing that has been stopping him is the size. <laughs> that's the only thing that's stopping me from eating a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Whether or not it's bite size. I need to consume it to gain the sports. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. By eating a basketball, therefore you gain the talents of Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and Shaq combined. That's what happened. Oh that's what happened in Space Jam. That's that's exactly. the plot of Space Jam. They exactly. ate the basketball. Exactly. Bugs Bunny. <laughs> basketball and became God. <laughs> if, if that doesn't happen in Space Jam 2, I will be furious. Bugs <laughs> Bunny eat a basketball. He could do it. He could do it. I have confidence. He doesn't even I, need I to, make, to chop Bunny. that up into little pieces. Bugs Bunny oh could do God. it. He can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell were we? Uh, yeah, they broke. They broke the. They broke the head of the Mariner. Yeah. They break the head of the mariner and they're all like, oh no, the, the ancient mariner's head is broken. And I just want to say, I'm really upset that the title of this episode was not some play on rhyme of the ancient mariner. Oh, yes. 
Which I know would have been super accessible to everyone. But Mark, there is no rhyme for Ancient Mariner. It's a poem, Zach. It's a poem. But nothing rhymes with Ancient Mariner. I'm very proud of myself for making this joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Zach, you get... Hooray for Zach. Good. Everybody... Hooray. I don't know what's wrong with me today, but I feel like this is creating a very entertaining podcast. <laughs> Let's hope so. I thought we had a pretty good run on basketballs. I think yeah. so, too. But, I think that was oh, some of oh, my best but, work. But yes. speaking of basketballs, spe- speaking of basketball, speaking of inflatable rubber things, yep. we cut to Kimmy and Stephanie in an inflatable hot tub. Hell yeah. Excellent transition work. Thank we you. We got them in the hot tub. <laughs> Zach looks so upset. He looks so upset that I did the transition. No, 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 no. We're here to talk about Fuller House, oh not my, my unwavering desire to eat a basketball. So let's talk about the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I thought we spent enough time on basketballs. They're in the hot tub. <laughs> They're doing all the things that Kimmy won't be able to do when she's pregnant. Being in a hot tub, drinking wine, eating oysters. Sounds like a fun, not at all nauseating afternoon. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to point out the hot tub is branded with the Gibbler style party planning logo. Uh-huh. This is true. Which means, one, Kimmy just had this. Two, was this for a party, a hot tub party? Or three, does Gibbler style party planning have merch? Oh, and, <laughs> and does a hot tub qualify as merch? Number four, does Gibbler style party planning make custom edible basketballs? <laughs> Asking for a Zach, friend. Zach, you have to move on. <laughs> <laughs> wow, put in his place. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Zach, Zach, I will get you a basketball after this podcast. I just think we have to move on to other things. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's, it's good. There's nothing wrong with your desire to eat a basketball. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the basketball was wonderful. We, we should move on. We're 24 minutes into recording. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> so they're in the hot tub. I mean, the other thing I was thinking about is, does, is everything that Kimmy owns branded with herself? Is she like Batman? Like she yeah. has oh my God. the Kimmy mobile. Can, can we have a Kimmy signal? Can we make a Kimmy signal? It's just oh the Gibber style party plan. The Gibber style party planning logo lit up in the night into sky. The sky. Yeah. I do not want to see that on on a building side yep. of the clouds. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, they're in the hot tub. It's uncomfortable. That's kind of all there is to this scene. They turn on the jets. Steph says it feels like an an, an enema. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> also, why are there jets in this inflatable hot tub? I don't know how that happened. Yep. Um, yeah. How are there jets in this inflatable hot tub? It's, I, there's so many questions. But Max has, this is maybe my favorite thing in the episode. Max has put on a fake beard and a fake hat and a little hat. And he places his head where the ancient mariner's head should be. <laughs> it was so good. As a, as a decoy. Max was MVP to this this week. Max was kind of MVP this episode. It's yeah. It's so weird how some weeks we hate Max, some weeks we love Max. This was a good Max day. Yes. Yes. Oh, it was so good. 
I'm just crouching down behind the mariner. <laughs> yep. Um, but while he's standing there, Fernando comes in. He he was feeling very maternal, so he took Tommy to get ice cream. And then he figured DJ was saying it's time for Tommy to have a big boy bed. So he went out and got him a race car bed. Hell which, yeah. Hell yeah. Race car that's bed. One, that's rad as hell. <laughs> two, it's that's actually, I think, very sweet that Fernando is a race car driver. And so he got yeah. Max a race car bed. That's actually kind of sweet. I, I didn't sweet. even realize that until you said it while we were watching. And I was like, oh, yeah, we always seem to forget that Fernando is a famous race car driver. He's very, yes. He's a very famous race car driver. He's oh, my God. I, Batman was wrong. Kimmy is Green Hornet. Fernando is Kato. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yes, he's the car driver. Yeah. <laughs> Does he also know kung fu? Of course, he's, <laughs> he's he's pretending not to for a secret identity, but of course, Fernando knows kung fu. Yes. Is Fernando trying to secretly recruit Tommy as his race car driving apprentice? So you're saying is Fernando Batman? Tommy is Robin. Ooh, yeah. Not to just keep doing this, but you're right. There is that thing of like, is this very sweet or is it Fernando pushing Tommy to follow in his footsteps? Or is it both? Is it, is it nuanced? <laughs> it's nuanced. Is Tommy going to grow up to shout at Fernando? These are your dreams, dad or not dad. <laughs> I guess you're just this guy who lives with us. Um, the, and oh, no, is no, kind no, of a part of everything kind of not uh, our relationship is unclear <laughs> <laughs> uh, inevitably the Dibbler family must marry into the Fuller family in order to uh, join the bloodlines <laughs> um, excuse me because I no Ramona's not gonna look J, J Money and Rocky are gonna end up together that's OTP well, yeah. I guess maybe generations from now. It's going to take maybe, a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Ramona and J Money's kids. Yep. Except Ramona's kids will probably be way out of J Money's kids' league. Yes. <laughs> Ramona's kids will probably be well adjusted. <laughs> Rocky's going to have to be working overtime in order for them, for the, the, her kids to be normal. If, if, if J Money and Rocky end up together, their kids are going to be half punk, half pathetic. <laughs> they will have absolutely no way in which to Wait, function. so emo. <laughs> that, was, I, that was good. I liked it's that. A very, that was good, Harrison. That was a good one. Um, anyway, but Fernando and DJ, they walk over to the Mariner statue where Max is, Max is still there. And... They both like look off in the distance and go, something feels off. And he's just waiting for one to crack. Yeah. To Tommy like reaches out. He almost he almost gives him away, which like way to go, Tommy. Mm. Ruining <laughs> it for everyone, like always. Ah, this stupid what baby. baby. What a bad baby. <laughs> bad baby. <laughs> Tommy has gotten better. I just enjoy doing the performative. Yeah, <laughs> we don't here on Fullest House. We don't actually endorse hating babies, though it is your choice, I suppose. It's so good. I so love that they don't pick up on it. 
It's I was expecting DJ to go like I was expecting Fernando not to pick up on it. But once Fernando leaves DJ to go like Max, but instead neither one notices. And that's the absolute best thing this show could have done. Yes. Congratulations, Fuller House. You have made me happy. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Now, um, guys, Larry shows up. Yes. Remember Larry, our favorite Fuller House character? I, I mean, I shouldn't say that as a joke as in like, oh, our favorite, but because he actually is wonderful in this episode. He's, he's, he's really uh, good. He's really good. He's also a creep. We're not condoning his actions, but he's he's, no. he's a fun presence. She's <laughs> um, the Ramsey Bolton of Fuller House. Yes, definitely. <laughs> An absolute stomach we love. Yep. But... Larry is the father of Taylor, Max's arch nemesis. Yes. And mm-hmm. best friend, question mark? Remember Taylor? <laughs> Remember Taylor? Uh, best frenemy? What's his relationship with Max? Uh, enemies to lovers? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to happen. And, uh, so, it's yeah. happen. So, so Larry is here now. And Larry, get this, wants to fuck DJ. What? Yeah. That's so I new know. for a character. I know. Completely original idea. No one has ever done this before in this show, ever. Yeah. He just immediately comes in and goes, hello, DJ. And we were all like, who is this character? <laughs> and then she says, oh, you're Larry, Taylor's dad. And he's like, yes, that's right. And we're like, oh, that's who that was. <laughs> he's very creepy. Who is that guy? My name is Larry. I'm Taylor's dad. Oh. <laughs> Now I know to run. (laughs) Um, But he saw that he saw that DJ's relationship status on Facebook was changed from in a relationship to it's complicated in possibly my favorite line of the episode. He says, if you're with me, that status can change to it's magical. And he buys her Walmart chocolates at half off because, you know, greens chocolate. Walgreens, I apologize. Mm -hmm. I got my wall stores confused. He does Uh, not skimp out on the chocolate. That is true. He does not skimp out, and for that reason, he buys them at half price. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Guys, a true show of... He's very romantic. He's he's prudent. He knows knows how to save money. It's a good good quality. I'm sorry. See, I mean, he gives them half half off chocolates, but it's like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I just want someone to come to me and be like, hey, I wanted to show my appreciation for you. So I bought you Walgreens chocolate-covered basketball. Price. <laughs> at full price. Oh, I bought a basketball and I covered it in chocolate. And now you're going to eat it. And I'm like, oh my god, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I Well, he could have at least, if there was a 50% off sticker or something, he could have removed the sticker. <laughs> but... Funny you should mention this because next, who should walk in but our favorite, everyone's favorite Fuller House character, Mankowski. Oh no! Get this creep. Who, get this, also wants to fuck DJ. And yep. at this point, it's even creepier because, like, this guy, Larry comes in and he's just a creep. Mankowski comes in and he's also a creep, but he's also a minor. Yep. <laughs> Which is, like, even weirder. Is it just like an astrology thing? Is there like a time when Aquarius is in retrograde where like everyone wants to have sex with DJ? Yeah. Mankowski took the time honored tradition They're all in between heat. every group of guy friends of pick the guy with the hottest mom and make jokes about fucking the mom to the to another level. How you doing, Harrison? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
you could have said. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it, Mark. <laughs> Calling out Zach for making those jokes for many years to me. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> you and I both know there are worse offenders. <laughs> Well, yeah, there are worse offenders. There are people who, like, follow my mom on Instagram or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, much like basketballs, this I think I want to stop this talking about weird. this. Maybe let's stop. Oh, wait a second. He never interacts with J-Muddy in this episode. He does. <laughs> he comes in just to see his mom. Mankowski is just as much DJ's admirer as he is J-Money's friend. And he's J-Money's only friend. Jay Money is a friend, but DJ owns his heart. Mankowski comes in and he's just like, damn, Jay Money's got a MILF and just stays for <laughs> DJ. Come for Jay Money. Stay, stay for DJ. For DJ. Um, anyway, Max shows up in the bedroom where Jay Money and Ramona are trying to fix the, the head. Max says he put Tommy on head duty. Tommy immediately walks in and goes, I quit, which like get some dedication to a job. No, 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 Mark, you don't understand. They, he tried to unionize, but the company wouldn't give him proper, you know, vacation days or anything like that. So he just had to leave. You know, he has to support a family and he can't. Max rules the head business with an iron fist. I was, I was very mad at this baby, but I am pro baby worker rights. So. Pro-baby unions. Yeah. All babies should unionize. Guys. You could have just said child labor guys, laws. Guys, how cute would it be if there was a baby union? Yes. <laughs> Not like for baby jobs, but for like the rights of babies. Like yes. The rights exactly. of babies to have nap times with pay. <laughs> exactly. Pay being in candy. Or I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, Ramona has made a replica ear and nose out of Play-Doh. Meanwhile, yeah. J-Money made a snowman. <laughs> J-Money made a snowman, I, and we're all very proud of him. I also love, that's another detail that I love so much. Ramona's working on the assignment, and J-Money's like, look what I made. I made a little snowman, look at him go. I made a little he, snowman. He ain't gonna melt, because he made Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> they affix the, the nose and ear to the head. Ramona says she modeled it off of a peer of theirs who got a nose job. Yeah, like some random girl mentions her by name. <laughs> and I'm just like, damn, Ramona, you didn't have to go off like that. Yeah. I appreciate like the amount of kind of snark in that for because that's not generally what this show does. Um, yeah. So it's a little fun, but it's also like, yeah, yeah. Gee, Ramona, like, I know she's not here, but like, come on. Did she like? <laughs> spread a rumor about you or something? Are you angry at this girl? Yeah, you know what? That's my headcanon. This was someone yeah. who was very mean to Ramona, and this is in retaliation. Though it all does raise the question of why they didn't just glue the Mariner back together. Yes. I don't really see what was so important I guess, about the Play-Doh. I guess only the ear and nose broke off, but also they shattered into a million pieces. They're, irre- yeah. they're irreparable. They were irreplaceable, except yeah. through Play-Doh. <laughs> but we go to the attic of the Fuller House. Kimmy and Stephanie walk in. Kimmy has dressed Stephanie exactly like herself. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And and guys, I don't mean to be mean, but it's not a good look. 
No, I, I'd agree with you there. I'm yeah, inclined it's to classic agree. classic Kimmy. Yeah. Classic Kimmy. One of those classic Gibbler looks. And then <laughs> Stephanie wants to get away uh, because, oh no. But then uh, Kimmy ties an umbilical cord around her. Spiritual umbilical cord. <laughs> Spiritual. To symbolize the bond between mother and surrogate mother. This, this is a very normal thing to do. <laughs> this is very cool and normal, and there are no problems at all. <laughs> Stephanie tries to escape, but she is literally tied to Kimmy. Uh, Kimmy talks Stephanie through the bonding process, which uh, involves them invoking their spirit animals. Um, and then sharing their greatest fears and Steph shares, uh, her greatest fear is, you know, she's just so afraid that this whole in vitro thing isn't going to work out that just something's going to happen and it's not going to work for her and she's never going to get to be a mom. And then there's a pause. I said, oh, Kimmy's greatest fear is like wolves. And Kimmy says, my greatest fear is turtles. You, you predicted it <laughs> which, perfectly. Which, <laughs> which, to be fair, very, very funny. I'm glad they went with turtles rather than wolves. Yeah. But also, yes, I that was exactly the kind of joke I predicted. It was like out of a TV show where it's like, like, like a character says, "Oh, what's her greatest fear? Wolves. My greatest fear is turtles." Oh, <laughs> like that. <laughs> we and the show became one. We became. As soon as you said, like, the my favorite thing is wolves. I just wanted to. Uh, I just remember our, our our other favorite podcast, the Jewish Wolves podcast. The Jewish Wolves podcast. Um, um, yes. Go give them a listen. Like, subscribe. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Um, but then we cut to DJ in the hot tub. She has cucumbers over her eyes. She removes the cucumbers. And guys, who should be in the hot tub with her? But Larry and Mankowski. Which, hey guys, not you guys, but Larry and Mankowski. Hey, hey guys, uh, don't do that. Oh God. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. You got into a hot tub with this woman and she didn't know. This random man and child. Admittedly, have... it's worse than what, what I thought they were going to do, which was like pull out and Larry and Minkowski are just staring at her from outside oh, yeah, the hot tub, <laughs> which somehow would have been yeah. even yeah, worse. I, I was gonna say, they, they were just like watching her. <laughs> yeah. Just watching her is pretty bad. I think getting in the hot tub without I think so like, her I think getting in the hot tub is, is worse. pretty bad. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I, I get the, like, she had the cucumber over the eye thing going on, but I feel like, even so, like, it's a pretty small hot tub, and I feel like you'd be able to tell if someone oh, else yeah. got into the hot tub with you. This is true. Mm-hmm. There's usually yeah. a, a sound of water moving around, so there's some displacement. But, um, yeah, she she says, like, why are you in here? And they're like, what, this is completely normal for us to do. <laughs> why would we not be in the hot tub with just you? Just a grown man, a teenage boy, and a woman in a hot tub, and she did not know they were in there. <laughs> just three friends hanging out. They might kiss. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> Two guys in a hot tub five feet apart because they're not Because they're not gay. <laughs> five feet apart because one's a minor. Yeah. Um, but guys, who should show up? Yeah, who should show up? But 
this is the third time we're going to say it about a character. Our favorite recurring Fuller House character, Steve. Steve. He's back. He's back. I got Steve actually excited. I missed him. Oh, yeah, we Steve were very excited. We missed our back. good boy, Steve. I wrote his name in all caps with an exclamation point in my notes. Steve. Because Steve is back. And he has Steve roses. Great. Yeah, he brought yeah, 12 roses. roses for DJ for the 12 remaining days before their big date. And then he also gave her Walgreens chocolate at 50% of the price. <laughs> that's not true. That, that That's not what happens. So as it turns out, Steve is the least thoughtful of the three. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> that's true. Mankowski and Larry both brought chocolates. Mankowski yeah. is also eating his chocolates. I really liked that touch. That's a good touch. But uh, Steve is confused as to why she's in a hot tub with two men or a man and a boy. Two strange men. Two strange men. Um, they all get out. She orders them out. Larry asks if they can still be friends on Facebook. And DJ says, we're not friends on Facebook. And he says, oh, I'm actually your friend Carla from summer camp. Oh, oh God. Creepy Larry. He's officially stalking her. Creepy Larry. Oh, You're very much stalking her. Uh, this is let this be gross a PSA from us here at Fullest House. Don't do that. Don't, don't if you're that. interested in a girl or a guy or whoever, just talk to them. Don't yeah. stalk them on Facebook and pretend to be their don't friend from Stalker Camp. Also, you know, yeah. respect them and their boundaries. If if you're yeah, respect them and their boundaries. And if you're in the middle of making a fake a fake Facebook profile, um Maybe reevaluate yourself. Reevaluate yourself <laughs> and go to therapy. Yep. <laughs> because you need it. But both Larry and Mankowski leave. It was at this point that I noticed they're both wearing swimsuits. Yeah, they, they changed clothes. Yeah, which they both had their shirts on. They're non-swimming shirts. But one why did they bring swimsuits? Well, you never know when you're going to have to get into the water. You there, always got to be prepared. There isn't even always a hot tub here. It's just this you gotta episode. You got to be prepared. How did the director miss this? Mr. Mosby, get on that shit. Right. This episode oh, was it, directed by Phil Lewis, who played Mr. Mosby. <laughs> which really, I think, I think this is a good segue to... I, it's really fitting to me that Mr. Mosby was the one who directed this episode. Yes. Because it really reflects one of his most iconic quotes, which is, um, how do you lose a woman... You forget to cherish her. And see, I think really that's just a metaphor for this entire episode. Also, you can tell his fingerprints are on it because there was no running in any lobbies in this episode. That is true. true. There was no running in the lobby of any kind. I would also like to point out when I made the Sweet Life reference, both Harrison and Mark were just speechless. (laughs) I I well I I love that's such a great quote. I forgot about it. I, I didn't know which too. I didn't know which quote you were gonna pull. To be honest, I was like, is he gonna also make a running in the lobby joke? I thought you were gonna no. say like hooligans or something like that. Like, <laughs> like one of his catchphrases. No, no, Harrison. I went with something that makes sense. I know that that doesn't happen a lot with me, but sometimes it does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, now that he started eating basketballs, Zach is a lot more lucid. <laughs> exactly. Look, all I'm saying is there is no scientific evidence out there proving that eating a basketball has a negative impact on your health. That's true. Do not fact check me on that. <laughs> anyway, after our favorite character, Steve, shows up, who should show up but our favorite recurring Fuller House character, 
Matt. Yay. We should also mention that like before Steve and Matt get there, I think Larry and Mankowski both leave for a variety. I forget why Larry leaves. Uh, he like says the thing about the summer camp friend and yeah. leaves. Yeah. And then Mankowski's like, I should probably go too because my mom just sent out an Amber alert for me. Yep. <laughs> so he runs back home. Well, what did he expect? The last thing he said when he ran out was, I saw online that DJ is single. I'm going to go meet her now. <laughs> I'm going to go meet my friend from online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's wonderful here is that Matt is not mad at Steve. I just <laughs> love not. it so much. Steve's like, it's I so didn't mean great. to break you up. And Matt's like, Steve, he doesn't say it quite this way, but he's like, Steve, I could never be mad at you. I totally understand. His exact quote is, if DJ would rather be with you than a six foot two steel abbed slice of beefcake with 8% body fat, that's her choice. <laughs> <laughs> so the bromance continues. The bromance with just continues. Just a little bit of body shaming towards I Steve. love the fact that Matt and Steve became best friends. I love it's that so they became best friends. And I love it. And I never want them to let go. I love that they never. became best friends. I love that bro they're TP. still best friends. The bro TP. So but Matt announces he's going to open up his own pet clinic two blocks away. Harmon Better Pet Care. Oh, boy. Isn't this phenomenal news? Oh, and so DJ's good. like, no, it's not. And he's like, mm, agree to disagree. <laughs> he specifically says the phrase, I don't hold grudges. In this episode, I don't hold grudges, but I'm also opening a new pet care clinic two and a half blocks away from yours, and I'm gonna name it Better Than You Pet Care. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the final thing that I really, really love in this episode, maybe not even the final thing that I really love in this episode, but Steve immediately says to Matt, like, "Hey, if you need any help moving in, spinning signs, anything, I'm there for you, man." And DJ looks at him and he's like, what? We're friends again. And he runs <laughs> after Matt. He, he ditches DJ, the woman he is in love with, to be with Matt, who is actively Listen, I think plotting against this is DJ. More, more evidence to our true OTP and bro TP. I want Matt and Steve to end up together. Of course. Yeah, Meave. Team Meave. Then we cut back from... Ramona, they've fixed the head. They must yes. have painted it too because the nose matches the nose and ears and everything exactly match the rest of the head. Yeah. So, like, good job, Ramona. And I'm saying yeah. Ramona because I assume J Money did not help. He, oh, he I says think that's it. a fair assumption. He says, "Good job with the color, Ramona." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's fair to assume that J Money just spent all his time making a really cool snowman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got little stick arms. Um, she's about to glue. Ramona is about to glue the head back on when they hear DJ coming. So they just like place the head there, and Ramona says, "Act nonchalant." J Money immediately starts doing the robot. Yes, and I immediately was like, "Oh, he doesn't know what the word nonchalant means." And then J Money goes, "I don't know what that means." Mark was right. Um, so they go to the couch. They're they're acting all casual. J Money tells DJ, yeah, we're just here being nonchalant. It's like smooth. I, I would have loved it if DJ was like, J Money, you don't know what that word means. What's wrong? Yes. Oh, that would have <laughs> been so good. If that's caught on to something not being right. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, she just feels that something's wrong. She, her, DJ her senses spidey a disturbance sense, in the force. Yeah, her spidey sense takes her over to the ancient mariner whose head falls off. 
and proceeds to stare a hole into Max. Yeah. Well, Max says, what happened to our beloved ancient Mariner statue? <laughs> um, she stares the three of them down and they admit the truth. And DJ says, like, oh, thank God, I hate that thing. It's so creepy. Um, yeah. Which which we had kind of predicted at the beginning of the episode that that's how that was going to resolve. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't remember that it was Danny who. Uh, I thought quarter. it was Danny who was just like somehow in this episode. But I realized what I remembered wrong is because she said that DJ says that the only reason it was still there was because Grandpa Danny is a hoarder. Yeah. So technically he was involved in some way. I just remembered it they, wrong. They should have made the statue into a suit like they did with his couch. <laughs> yes, exactly. See, I don't. Okay. Ooh, ooh. But like when I say suit, I mean like he needs a Gundam made of the ancient Mariner statue. <laughs> I have a question for you guys because you bring up the, the couch made out of the Jackie made out of couch scene. What scene in Fuller House do you think broke you the most out of anything we've seen so far? I think for me, it's probably the Jackie made out of couches when I probably realized that this show is fucking insane. For me, it was probably the Irish wedding. I don't know why that stuck with me so much for this long. <laughs> yeah. Um, so many moments. I'm sure you can go through our episodes of the podcast and find a point where I'm saying, oh, this scene broke me. I'm sure there's many instances of yeah. that, but like, what is the one that sticks out to you? Yeah, maybe uh, in in um in keeping with the Irish wedding, it maybe was the Indian retirement party. Oh god, mm. that was awesome. that's also a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and I had forgotten that that happened. Comment yeah. question of the day: What's a scene from Fuller House that absolutely broke you? Tweet at us at Forest House Pod. Let us know. Now, speaking of things that broke us, speaking yeah. from scenes that broke us now to people who are broken, mm-hmm. uh, unless we're like, anything else, there, Mark. There are two more scenes in this episode. Never mind, Mark. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I had an opportunity. Full, opportunity yeah, I know. But there it. are fully two more scenes in this episode. One, um, okay. Fernando has put together Tommy's right, yes. race car bed. Nothing yeah. much happens here except like it's very cute, very warm. It and it's something where like Fernando at the beginning of the show is very much not a part of the family. And this feels like maybe Fernando is now part of a part of the family. Yeah. Also, this was commendable, I thought, because we sort of mentioned it at the beginning. But for a lot of this show, um, if the show kind of loses interest in a plot, it just will not have an ending to a plot. Yeah. And this is an end to the race car bed thing. So I thought like yeah. this was significant in that every plot in this episode ends. Um, and then that is true. And it's character development. It's the C plot, but it had character. Yeah, development. I mean, yeah. it's, it's funny because, you know, you have these scenes like, you know, oh, the race car bed plot is finished, but Chandler's still in Yemen. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but also, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm just trying to get through these last yeah, scenes quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Kimmy and Stephanie are still doing the bonding thing. Yeah. I commented, how long have they been there? And Steph said, you know, there were a lot of times I wanted to ditch you today. And Kimmy says, is that because I tied you to myself with rope and kept you in this room for eight hours? And I went, eight hours. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just love it when you ask a question and the show just immediately answers it for you? Yep. Yeah. They do a hand clapping thing, Miss Susie. Um, DJ comes up. They do a triple Miss Susie and the episode ends on that. They've all bonded. They're all friends. It's all good. And that's how the episode okay. ends. Now, 
Tyler, throw in that transition I made earlier but got cut off. Put it here again without context. No. All right, cool. Sad Boy of the Week, who are your nominees? All right. Uh... Almost by default, J-Money. Yeah, J-Money yeah, almost by, by default. default. I'm going to say Larry. I kind of want to say Fernando. <laughs> Larry, for Larry. Larry. Yeah, Larry for sure. Larry, I think I, think I can agree on, on Fernando. Max? Question mark? Max! He's not, he's got Max some, a pretty he's sad got boy. He's got some sad boy potential here. Max has some sad boy potential. Uh, Steph? <laughs> uh, Steph, maybe. I don't, I don't think uh, so much, Steph. I'm just trying to... She definitely played the role of the straight man, but that doesn't immediately yeah. qualify. I'm trying to think of, like, anybody who has any kind of, like, argument for sad boy, and I'm thinking, like, maybe Steph, but I don't think she's as much a mess in this one yeah. as much yeah. as she's just, like, dealing with Kimmy's shit. I think, yeah. I think four nominees is good. I think yeah, that's fine, think yeah. So. yeah. Wait, so you have... J-Money, Larry, Fernando, Max. Yes. Are we not nominating Mankowski? I guess Mankowski, too. I thought, La- <laughs> I thought Larry, just by virtue of, like, having more lines, was oh, more yeah. of a candidate okay. than Mankowski. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you got to yeah. pick one between Larry and Mankowski because they both fulfill mostly the same. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, Mankowski is in more episodes doing just this. Yeah. Whereas, like, Larry is just this character who we don't know, and now all of a sudden has just turned into a complete simp for DJ. So, should yeah. I run through them? Go mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Uh, who should I start with? Let's. We're talking about it. Let's start with Larry. Um, <laughs> Larry shows up on the doorstep of this woman who he barely knows <laughs> um, to say, Hello, DJ. It's me, your lover. I'm here. <laughs> And we should, and that's what we should be, lovers. A woman who cares so little about him that he needed to create a fake Facebook profile yeah. to become her friend on Facebook. Yeah, and he's just, basically, he's coming on to DJ. He's a total creep. He did not pay full price for chocolates for her. He got her subpar chocolates. He snuck into a hot tub while she couldn't see him. Aided by a minor. Aided, aided by a minor. And then we find mm-hmm. out he's been stalking her. And then he leaves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not to <laughs> betray my voting, but the more I describe it, the more I'm like, I just don't want to award Larry with anything. Uh, uh, bring up a good point. <laughs> he was very entertaining, but like, at what cost? <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, before you went into it, I was uh, like, I think I'm probably going to give it to Larry. And then the more you started talking, the more I was like, oh, you're right. I don't really want to award him anything. <laughs> <laughs> he was just, he was sad, but he was so creepy. Yeah. 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 And that's not yeah. I, that's not what we're trying to, let's, let's think about it, guys. We're we, what are we trying to promote? No. We, we're per- trying to promote patheticness yeah but not to the point where it crosses over into creepiness yes yeah yeah but fernando on the other hand (laughs) fernando uh, is notorious for mimicking symptoms of pregnancy (laughs) so notorious in fact that his wife has to make him a full christmas dinner in the middle of october He finds out the news and is taken on just a roller coaster of emotions from joy to anger to fear and disgust, (laughs) then back to joy to nausea to hunger. What a ride! What What a a roller coaster of emotions. He immediately starts getting pregnancy symptoms, even though his wife is not pregnant yet. 
<laughs> he just starts munching on those pickles in a very, he plays it very well. He's just going, don't look at me. I'm ashamed. And then he runs off. Yeah. He says like, don't look at me. I'm hideous. And then he runs off crying. Yes. Uh, he, he takes out DJ's baby for ice cream, presumably without telling DJ. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. He never because, says anything. He just because he comes back child. and DJ's like, where were you? And he's holding her child. With ice cream. With ice cream. And he's saying he was feeling very maternal. Um, and also that he bought him a bed. He makes Tommy the race car bed. But also he ate a lot of pickles. So I don't know how things are going to turn out for him in the long run. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> we give the sad boy the week to fart Fernando's digestive tract. Yeah. 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 For, for eating a full Christmas goose and then a bunch of pickles. <laughs> um, J Money. Uh, oh guys, J Money has discovered a new skill. <laughs> He can dribble a basketball and I eat mean, a sandwich at the same time. I think out of out of all the way, Mark, out of all the ways you could have put it, <laughs> J Money has learned a new skill. It's quite possibly the best way you could have put that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah. it turns out, no, he does not have a new skill because he immediately throws his sandwich into the ground trying to dribble his sandwich. His little brother <laughs> makes fun of him, so he throws a basketball at him. <laughs> leading to the desecration leading to the destruction of the beloved f- family ancient mariner statue he does not help in trying to fix it instead making a really cool snowman <laughs> <laughs> to be fair it's a very cool snowman it's, it's a very cool snowman you got the snowman's got like sunglasses and it's on a skateboard and it's yeah. doing really sick skateboard yeah tricks. yeah it's just really <laughs> cool and like a snowman you can talk to you know? Yeah, exactly. Like cool on that. Well, I don't even know too. how he did that. Yeah. Um, he doesn't know what the word chalant means. <laughs> he immediately tries to use the word chalant, <laughs> even though he doesn't know what it means. Sorry, he, he immediately tries to use the word nonchalant. DJ comes in and he says, oh, we're just being all nonchalant. By dancing the robot. Which is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. His yeah, first yeah. instinct is to dance the robot. Uh, we do get to see how J Money dances in this episode. And might I say, he is killing it on yeah. the dance floor. He kills it with his dancing. I think that's his case. Um, Max. Good old Max. He, his brother walks in exhibiting his new skill and Max immediately just roasts him. <laughs> when he's trying to retaliate on J Money's throw, it's revealed he does not know how to throw a basketball. He says to Jay Money, how do you work this thing? And then he throws it and turns out he's so bad at throwing a basketball that he destroys the ancient Mariner statue. No. He destroys it and, if, and immediately is having an existential crisis because what if mom finds out and I'm not her favorite anymore? Oh no, he's so insecure. He has <laughs> He he has to dress up and pose for a while to to cover up the head. I actually now I think we should go back and see if we can see him in the background for the rest of that scene. (laughs) But to be fair to him, it works. Nobody notices that he has replaced the Mariner's head. Um, he gives off his post to Tommy, who immediately quits. So he like screws that up pretty bad. 
And then when mom finds out it's broken, uh, I really do love his line where he goes, what happened to our beloved ancient Mariner statue? <laughs> it's great. It's great. Perfect. So that's it, isn't it? Right? I think that's it. Okay. okay. I have, all right. I have a case to make. Mm -hmm. If I may start us off here with the moment. Go, go ahead. Okay. Cause I have, I have thoughts. So I have thoughts. We've got three main nominees. We got Fernando. Yeah. We got J money. We got Max. I'm assuming yeah. we're kicking out Larry because we don't want to endorse. Yes. Creepiness. Yes. Um, so here's my thing about Fernando and J money in this episode. They have one really, really sad and pathetic scene, but then they went out in the end. Like Fernando has like the sweet scene where he like the sweet with scene where he feels like he's part of the family with Tommy. And then J money makes a really cool snowman. And I think that's a win. <laughs> I thought so. you were going to say he stands up for Max at the end, but <laughs> no, 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 no. J money makes like a really cool snowman. It can talk. It's really cool. It sounds like yeah, really sick skateboard true. tricks. So, which is why I think I got to give it to Max on this one. Here's what I'm going to say. I was going to vote J Money. I kind of didn't want to because I was kind of like, I feel like there are good cases for other people this episode. We give yeah. it to J Money a lot, but I was like, but describing his case, like there are so many sad moments and they're so funny. I was like, he's kind of perfect in this episode. But the point you just made, where in the it's end he does make a really it. cool snowman. Exactly. That's a win. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. vote Max. I'm gonna vote Max. Me too. I'm voting Max. I'm glad that I was able to convince you. Your oratory skills are fantastic. And as so a reward, Max Zach, <laughs> I am going to gift you one tasty basketball. Yes! <laughs> Hell yeah. And Let's on that note, Harrison, go. do you want to take us home? All right, all right, all right. Uh, Harrison, end off the episode right now so I can get that basketball and get my and get my feast on. All right, guys, we're so glad that we finished the saga of Zach with his basketball. You know, it's important to share. <laughs> oh my and, god! In our happiness, and you can do that by uh, looking us up at Fullest House Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, <laughs> and checking out more episodes of us. And until next, I'm Harrison Bloom. I'm Zach Horowitz. And I'm Mark Green. And until next time, may your houses be fuller and may your umbilical cords be spiritual. All right, this has been fun, guys. I'm going to go grab my basketball. We'll see you later. <laughs>